The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Horror Hotel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series, Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. Here on Horror Hotel, we are going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Please welcome my co-host, concierge supervisor, Cynthia Boyede. Hello. Guest Services Supervisor, Donovan Trott. Hi. And Banquet Manager, Ramon Marquise. Welcome, everyone. Before we head on over to the ballroom, let's stop by the front desk where one of our bellhops has a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. (laughs) I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom. It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 2002's Jew On. Here's the official synopsis of the film. A mysterious and vengeful spirit marks and pursues anybody who dares enter the house in which it resides.
<laughs> it's very vague. All right. So y'all know my question. Had you ever seen Ju-On before? Let's start off with Ramon. No, I had never seen it. Um, I have seen the girls numerous times, but this version I never saw. All right. Donovan? No, never seen it. Familiar with the remake. Never seen that either. Boyede? Nope, never seen it. And neither the remake? Just bits and pieces of those. Okay. Wait, no, now I'm thinking about the ring. Is that the same thing? No, ring is Ringu. Okay, yeah. So no, never seen it. Okay. I had never seen Ju-On. I have seen The Grudge. I actually saw The Grudge in the movie theaters when it first came out. So uh, a lot of this was familiar based on my knowledge and, and have seen The Grudge, mm-hmm. like viewing The Grudge. But this version I had never seen. So uh, let's discuss it because this is another film that has sort of like its own mythology or at least the mythology that we're being introduced to you know the idea of a vengeful spirit and uh, if a person dies uh, in a particular kind of way you know it's like there's like a curse that's created and it's sort of like left there to repeat itself and anyone who gets in the curse's way basically dies so uh, i have a feeling that donovan has a lot of opinions on that so donovan what did you think of sort of like the curse and uh, the introduction to this grudge uh, mythos um my initial thought was that it was kind of unoriginal um every single time there is a female ghost or spirit or entity or any sort of anything like that in a horror film, the same exact thing happened. She was murdered by somebody. Uh, she's either out for revenge or she wants to warn you or whatever. This fit so neatly into that, and I was kind of surprised, like, with this being my first time having seen either this or its remake, I was expecting it to sort of be interesting or different or good in a way, because there is, I mean, we were talking about this before we came on, but, like, Usually when films are adapted from other countries, you think, oh, this must have been a really good movie for them to say, we need to make an English version of it. Um, But it just, like, nothing about the, you know, backstory or, you know, I I mean, you don't really find out till like, halfway through the movie what's really going on and, like, who died and what's going on. But even when that reveal was made, I was like, oh, okay, like, sure. And even at the end, I was like, oh, okay, all right, that makes sense, you know? So it just didn't do anything for me. Okay. Well, damn. Yes. Cynthia, what about you? What did you think of the mythos and the whole spirits attacking the people in the house type of thing? Yeah. 
again. Yeah, it's been done so many times. And like, but Cynthia, this was two thousand and two. True, but still, it's been done. And I it hate was the done fact in that like, it had been done in two thousand two. Probably, who knows? But like, I've watched many other movies like that since then. And you're right, like, I hate the fact that female ghosts never get, like, original stories. Like, I want it to be like, oh, she was a drug dealer, dealer and, like, something happened. Like, what? something exciting. Drug like, deal going wrong. <laughs> like, this woman dies and she still has to take care of a child. Like, really? That's <laughs> probably why she was going around killing other women. She's like... Okay, now you're dead. Take care of my child, please. And that one's like, nope, bye. And so Toshio was very well behaved, though. The child? Yeah, Toshio. It followed her everywhere. Like, really, who wants that? It is kind of so, sad. Even in death, you don't get a break from being a mother. Yeah, like, seriously. That's true. That's the moral then, of the like, movie. When her husband was killing her, she's like, oh, yes, finally, he gets to take care of the child. And then, no, he kills the child. He's like, go with your mom. And the cat. True. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he killed a damn cat. Well. Uh, Ramon, what about you? What would you think of the mythos? I mean, I feel like it was um, very predictable. Um, as everyone else has stated, it was definitely not um, anything original. Um, I did slightly find it entertaining, just but more from like laughing at it because I've seen the grudge. I've seen the grudge multiple times, and so to me, the grudge. I don't want to get ahead of ahead of ahead of ahead of what we want to talk about, but to me, I thought the grudge was the quality was a lot better. So I found aspects of this movie, I find myself laughing because I'm just like, oh, this is so fake, or just the quality of it was just, to me, a lot less than The Grudge. So that's how I felt. Do you watch a lot of Japanese TV shows? Me, no. Oh, okay. Because it just felt really familiar watching the movie. Because the overacting is very Japanese, kind of. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. The style of acting. Yes. <laughs> I will say, the mythos was interesting. Like, I had already known the mythos because I saw The Grudge. But seeing, like, how they presented it, I kind of thought it was neat. As far as, like, the actual movie, I do feel like the grudge the american version was a bit scarier than this and that's saying a lot because i didn't really think that the grudge american version was all that scary but it was definitely creepier and a little bit more unsettling the movie i mean it tried hard to be scary but i don't know it was like i was expecting a whole lot more and all i got was uh and that wasn't even scary. I was like, throw that bitch a lozenge or something. <laughs> yes. And the croaking was a little bit creepier. Maybe because I've seen the original. Uh, not the original, sorry. The the American remake. That it was a little bit creepier and much more unsettling in the American version. Like, it just... I think maybe they... Why? Did it have, like, an American accent? Well, no, it wasn't the accent. But maybe because I had never heard it before. And also, like, Kayako, the in the American version, 
like, she looked much more, like, ghoulish and creepier and scarier in her movements. I don't know. It, it just... It, I think there was, like, CGI involved. Maybe. I think there was a little bit of CGI involved. But for some reason, the CGI worked in its favor because it looked a bit more, quote-unquote, real. Versus, like, in the original, I mean, it's clearly a woman that has had a whole lot of, like, flour caked on her body. <laughs> And it, it just, it, it didn't seem as creepy. Like, I don't know what they did as far as, like, how, I'm sure it must have been CGI with, like, you know, they just colored their skin a bit more white. But it looked much more natural than, like, the heavy makeup they put on, like, all of the ghosts. Like, Toshio in the remake he was hell white, but it just, it somehow worked a little bit more. And also Kayako, like, looked a little bit creepier. Like, I don't know. It just... There it was, was a mess. <laughs> there you go. So, was there anything that you felt worked from, like, the creep factor? Was there anything, like, the scene... When she was under the bed, or, or, I mean, it's the same scene, but, like, when she's watching the TV, and the TV is sort of, like, um, whatever you would call what happened with the TV, or, um, the attic scene. Was there anything that, like, you felt could have been considered, like, creepy, or maybe even just unsettling, or spooky? I mean, I like how the monster, um how she was coming down the stairs. Um, I like when she lifted up her, when she was laying in bed, lifted the sheet, the thing was there. Or when she was at the restaurant and it was under the table. I mean, I like those moments. I'm not going to say they scared me because they definitely didn't, but I like those moments. I didn't didn't like any of those moments. Oh my gosh. Like the scene where the old lady is laying in the bed and she looks up and sees a ghost. She was like, a smoke demon kind of it was like weird like the cgi was like really bad it, it was distracting how bad it was and then she just fainted it, i mean and which is fine that's like a realistic reaction to that but it, it was just so it was meant to scare you to make you jump so was the boy under the table so were like 20 other moments in this movie and none of them they all fell so flat it was like you know, they would show something, the music, and then I'm just sitting there like, really? I'm like, okay. But no, I'm not scared. Sorry. If there was anything that I felt was like really, really bad was the um, the security cam footage mm-hmm. where yeah, I that thought was- that effect. That effect, and I will also co-sign with Donovan when the spirit was over the old lady. Like, both of those were, like, really bad. You know what moment could have made it okay? Was when she was in the elevator, and, like, every floor she went up, you could see the boy. But then she comes out, and nothing happens. He gave up, yes. I did like the TV thing, though. I thought that was kind of neat. When oh, the, yeah. the TV morphed, or whatever you want to call it 
what happened on the TV when she paused it, and it just... The TV was interesting. Um, I, I'll say this. The creepiest part of this whole movie to me was the setup where she goes to the house, and she's, like, supposed to be taking care of this old lady, and the old lady is, like, frozen, and she won't talk. She's not verbal. She's pissed on the floor. And you're just thinking, what has happened here? Like, what went down? Like, not knowing what's to come was, like, the best part of it. You know, like, sort of guessing, like, what's going to happen here? What is going on with this old lady? Um, But then as soon as this story starts to unfold, it's like, or even I'll go up until the point where she first sees Toshio and um, the cat. You know, like she goes up, she's cleaning, she goes upstairs, he's in a closet, and then you're thinking, what the hell, why is this little boy here, what's happening, like, you know, what's, it's, like, it was interesting, I was, like, curious as to what was getting ready to happen, and then once shit started happening, I clocked out, I was like, no. Even that didn't make me feel any kind of way, I guess because I work with old people, older people, old people, and so, like, you see that almost all the time, and I was just like... 40-year-olds. She's just being old. 40-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. What about the hand uh, that's coming out her head? So that that was was weird. uh, Alright, so I told you before we started, there were a couple of scenes, because I've never seen The Grudge with Sarah Michelle Gellar, the remake, but I've seen a few of the scenes, just because it's a very popular movie, and, you know, stuff gets out there. That scene where Sarah Michelle Gellar is in the uh, shower and she's like washing her hair and then she feels this hand coming out of her head. That I thought was like super creepy. Seeing it here was just kind of like, huh? Like it was just super quick. (laughs) And then it was like somebody like in the um, English version, the hand was reaching from out of her head. It was like coming from out of her head. And this one, it was like somebody just, like, petted her hand and just, like, disappeared. It was just, like, silly to me. It, it just didn't, they didn't hold the moment. They didn't capture what was really scary about the moment. And it just, like, went by super, super quick. It's, there's an art to sort of, like, you know, scaring people and, you know, making things creepy. You have to build it up. You have to, like, execute and linger maybe a little bit longer. Like, this was just kind of like, oh, what was was that a, do I got a bug in here with me? Like, it, it was just nothing. And she scared really easily, too. Very oh, easy. yeah, you could scare the hell out of yeah. her in no time. Well, would you right. not be scared if you had that bitch staring at you when you were asleep and you got the cat boy in the bed? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, no. So what is she staring at? No. Like, she's just oh. looking at you. I'd be right. like, oh, yeah, I'm using Fenty foundation. You can get it. <laughs> Lord yeah. with the Fenty. Your eyeliner looks a little, like, iffy. Let's do a makeover right now. Get you some color in there. <laughs> she went overboard with the eyeliner. Yeah. That is true, though. She was excited for her Fenty eyeliner. Yeah. Lord. What about the, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, the the subplot with uh, the the daughter? Izumi? 
Yes, and, and the friends that... Right, so this confused me. So okay. we see the same detective with a little girl at first, but he doesn't say her name. So I was unclear as to whether or not he had two daughters or this was the same girl but grown up because nothing else changed with the passage of time. Like, Rika was still the same age. I think that was a flashback because... It, there was nothing to indicate it was a flashback, so I was... Confused. I know. The, the thing with the American Grudge, the American Grudge is told non-linearly. It, it's, like, all over the place as well. Like, there are flashbacks and e- even flasher flashbacks from, like, even way more in the past. So, they don't really explain as well like what's going on until like later in the movie if i'm remembering the movie correctly and uh mm-hmm. ramon can correct me if i'm wrong so sure. that was i think a flashback because uh toyama the detective yeah ended up seeing like what had happened with uh Izumi and her friends because her friends were killed by Kayako and Toyama witnessed that. So, yeah, but that, all right, so, all right, so I'm trying to follow the, the, because he ends up dying when he tries to burn the house down. And then I think that the rest of like what we see afterwards is a flashback, right? Or how did you all interpret that? I didn't know how to. Okay. I I don't think I thought it was a flashback, but it was kind of like, what's going on? I mean, a flashback makes sense. But, all right, so they show him. He's with his daughter. She's little. Then they cut to him viewing footage of um, the ghost in the hospital and then he goes to the house, um, tries to burn it down, sees his daughter, Izumi, but she's grown up with her friends. And then they cut away. And then next time we see him, he's trying to burn the house down. And the two cops come and he runs out the house. And that's the last we see saw him or I think that's the last we saw him and then when we cut to Izumi seeing him again she says I saw you in the house so it's it's just it's like time is taking place in all these different ways it's like he's seeing her in the future but he's in the past and she's seeing him in the present but he's in the past but he thinks he's but he's seeing the future it was bullshit it was crazy it Maybe they were in sense. the woods with the Blair Witch. It was a mess. Oh, Lord. It was a mess at every turn. But to get to Azumi, I actually liked her. I thought she was... Well, first of all, the actress is gorgeous. I actually Googled her. She's really, really pretty. Um, I thought it was interesting that they were taking the approach of trying to like tell the same story from like other places i thought like maybe if they intertwined in an interesting way it could add something to the film they didn't and it didn't so um 
it was just kind of a waste. And even the scene where the father is watching as the girls, like Azumi runs out of the room. And when they show you that, they don't even set it up. So you don't know what's happening. Like, why are they in this house? Why are they chilling in his room like this? But then later on, she says, oh, my friend said the house was haunted. So we should just stop by and just like check it out, I guess. And then they were there. She got scared. She left. Her friends were, like, gossiping about her for some reason because she was like, fuck this, I'm out. And then they all die. But you don't see that. It doesn't sound right coming out my mouth because it doesn't... It's not right. It's weird. It's It's not not right, but it's okay. It's not okay, though. It's a bad movie. Well, damn. It's a mess. I thought the friends' ghosts, like, they looked weird. They look like, I don't know, it was almost like, you know, they visited the local Hot Topics and they, they you know. Oh, they were all very cute. They were cute little Japanese they, girls and yes. uh, very fashion forward. I thought they were interesting. Um, but yeah, the the subplot was like, it, it just did, it did nothing for me. I'm not sure why it was added in because they just killed her anyway. So it was like. It, it didn't add any flavor to the film. Like, if they were going to intertwine it in some interesting way, that would have been cool. Like, maybe she ran into Rika, and they were like, oh, this happened to you, and this is what's happening to me, and blah, blah, blah. But they never even met. Yeah. Her getting... Her death was kind of neat, because of, like, how it happened, though. Because she just gets sucked... <laughs> it, she gets, like, sucked into Narnia, basically. That was Pretty much. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. That was weird so rika and her wig and her (laughs) wig (laughs) it was clearly a wig at certain place in the beginning it wasn't a wig but i guess it had reshoots and her hair her hair must have changed or whatever so there were a couple of scenes there where they put that bob wig on her and it was just like yeah the part was different the part was completely different you couldn't see any root it was clearly a wig yeah did we think she was going to survive? I mean, just because I saw, you know, the, the other movie, I didn't think she was going to survive. SMG didn't die at the end of The Grudge. Not to well, spoil no, it for people. So, well, no, not so much her. I just didn't, I just didn't feel as if how things were going to go. I said she's not going to survive. She's too scary. Like, um, I think Cynthia said she's scared so easily. She this definitely won't go make it. But did you think she was going to die the way that she died? Because uh, Kayako didn't kill her. I wouldn't say that I expected her to die the way she died, where the way she did necessarily, but I definitely was like, she's going to die before this movie's over. Okay. What about everybody else? Were you surprised that it wasn't Kayako that killed her, that it was Takeo? Are you throwing out these names like I know these people? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> Kayako is the wife. Takeo is the husband that murders the wife. Right. And how the um, whole uh, curse ended up happening. They gave You knew Izumi. Who? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know who the little boy is. Um, they gave away her death, actually, during the girls' um, storyline. During Izumi's storyline. 
the TV is playing when she comes into the house and the announcer over the television. And the only reason I noticed this was, was because of the subtitles. And they said a 23-year-old girl named Rika was found dead, blah, blah, blah. So they, I assume they wanted us to know, but that also fucked oh, up the time. Okay, so that means that that was the future? Huh? Now I'm confused. That means that that was the future? Yeah, so it was just like... Huh? Like, if you go back and watch it with the subtitles, because I rewound it, and I was like, what did they say? 23-year-old Rika, they gave her whole name, uh, was found dead, um, and there were no signs of blah, 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 whatever. Um, So I was just like, okay, so now this takes place after that, or were they... All right, so Rika ends up being the ghost that's killing everybody. So I'm like... Are they talking about her dying the first time? Because if that's the case, why aren't they talking about her son too? But then it seemed like they were just talking about her dying the second time, which would mean everything with the Zumi happened after that, which also don't make no damn sense. <laughs> like, I don't mind you playing with the narrative. Like, if anybody here watches Westworld, like, they play with the narrative of that show. Like, there are parts happening in the past. There's parts happening now. There's parts happening, you know, in the future. And they mix it up so you don't really know what's happening when. But it all sort of fits together really, really neatly. This was just throwing a bunch of shit at you and not really sort of refining it in any way. It just didn't... It felt manipulative, you know? Like they were mishandling the audience. Cynthia, you have been conspicuously quiet. Yeah, I didn't figure out it was him who would be doing the killing at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought she'd probably die of a heart attack first. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cynthia, they don't die like that in horror movies. True, but, like, she scared herself so much that you're like, okay. She did literally scare herself. She was scaring herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she was the ghost, which also makes no sense. Wait, no. I don't think... No, I think Kayako was the ghost, but I feel like Kayako... Because it's like the curse ends up repeating... So she ends up becoming the new Kayako. I Which makes think no sense. That's what Wait, so does that mean that now she's the mother of this child? <laughs> yes. The child always yes, needs a mother. Forever. <laughs> Cynthia. Yeah, because like at the end, um, what's her name? Kayako like disappears, but Rika can still see the child and the husband. So I mean, she's got a husband now. Yeah, and a child. Wow, poor woman. It just needed to be more clear what was happening. Like, I don't need you to spell things out to me, but at least give me all the puzzle pieces so I could put it together myself, you know? I felt like there was a lot held back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And See, it gave us a lot of useless information. Like, what would you say? Just like, I don't know, like, why did I need to know about the schoolgirls dying, like, there was no real connection. It was just like, oh, yeah, and these schoolgirls tried to go there, and they died. Like, okay. Well, I think that even though it was very random, and, and 
I don't know if it was necessarily needed, but I think they were using that storyline to sort of show that the curse lives on no matter what. And, like, whoever fucks with the house basically ends up dying, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is, um, it's been done, is essentially what I'm saying. Well, damn. It has been. It's been done. You know, what I had a problem with was, I can't remember the name of the guy who falls down the stairs. Oh, the detective? Yes. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Yeah, and then he's crawling, right? And I'm like, those stairs weren't, like, you fell down, like, four, five. That's, <laughs> you're fine, get up. And then these two other guys come in, and uh-huh. she miraculously is okay enough to run before them. And they're just, like, sitting there, like, oh, we can't move. I'm like, you didn't even fall down the four steps that that guy fell down. So what's your problem now? Right. <laughs> it's a very hard floor. Another thing, like, they, didn't, they didn't show how the ghosts kill people. Like, it would just, like, I guess it scared them to death? Is that yeah, no, like, that would be the ring. Well, well, all right. So, how did it kill the old lady? Because all we saw was the. Well, she was fragile ghost. already. Uh-huh. All right. So, how did it kill all these other people, though? Because they I never showed know. bodies. They never showed like what it was doing to people. Strangulation. It petrified them. Witchcraft. <laughs> Witchcraft. <laughs> Black magic. They probably put their, her greasy hair in their mouth, and they're just like, I can't. Oh move. God! They choked on the hair, on the greasy hair. Right. Good grief. <laughs> well, that's a visual. So, the croaking. You just like doing that. I know, but what did y'all think of the croaking? I mean, was it effective? What... Was it unsettling? Or was it just like, please stop doing it? Or maybe it was like, go on. I I think if certain parts of the movie had been executed better, um, then yeah, it probably would have been effective. But every time I heard it, I'm like, oh, okay, here go this shit again. (laughs) Here comes that bitch. I mean, like, all right, so in the, like I said, I didn't watch the whole remake but i did see one scene where that noise was being made and it sounded kind of like they sweetened it up a bit like maybe they like you know rustled up some paper or they like you know broke some (laughs) twigs and sort of laid that sound over so it sounded more you know it unhuman um but here you could tell it was just the actress just like like it was not scary yeah, is it scary it, when it, I do it? No. no. Oh. Well. You know what? It would have been more scary if they Tell only me. used it at parts where the person was short to die. Because it yes. sounded like someone taking their final moments. Their like, last breath. So it would have made more sense if like you're short to die and let mm-hmm. me take these final moments with you. Yeah, I agree. That would have, have been a cool way to use it. Let me choke you with my hair. good grief so the film ends with Rika dead and I'm taking it to mean that she is now 
continuing on with the curse. Mm-hmm. I think. Who cares? No. I don't care. I Rika, she was a nice lady. I was just happy it was over. Oh my god. <laughs> Lord, poor Rika. She got a better wig though in the afterlife. What's it matter? <laughs> okay. It looked nicer. Yeah, it was more laid. It was from the Sherry Shepherd wig collection. <laughs> Probably had better moisturizing. Yeah, yeah. It was, even though she was literally a corpse at that point. And what was the thing with the covering your eyes? Like, I don't know what they thought that was supposed to be. What was that? Uh, I, if I can't see I, you, you can't maybe, hurt me. I'm, uh, I'm reaching. But you know, like when you cover your eyes and then you open it a little bit, and like the thing that scares you is like right there. I was reaching. Yeah. I don't know what I was trying to do. I was trying to save the movie. I oh, think. <laughs> if there's anything that I feel like worked really well, because the, the whole elevator thing, because I saw it in, in the remake, and so that wasn't like, ooh, but I really liked. And it was very small when she walked by the mirror and Kayako was her reflection. Yeah, I did. Interesting. I thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. A little bit. Kind is the word. And I did think she looked good, though, after she was dead. Like, she, her hair was laid for the gods <laughs> in the afterlife. Yeah. yeah. She probably got a better makeup person than... Well, there. Yeah, she was cute, as you know, except for the eyes. But she got like the blood smears. But what can you do? You can't be perfect in death, especially if you're a vengeful spirit, ready to kill the next person that moves in. I stand by my thing that the actual curse was just like trying to find the next person to be a wife and a mother. Oh my gosh! That's my curse. Meow. I feel like you're bringing your personal baggage into the plot of the film. Yes, Cynthia. <laughs> oh, mercy. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's reading that way to me. No, I'm just being realistic. <laughs> well, so let's check to see if Ju-On has won any awards. And it has. Lord Jesus. It's a fire. In 2002, at Scream Fest, it won the Festival Trophy Best Foreign Film. And in 2005, it was nominated for a Saturn Award, Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, for Best DVD Release. And over on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know if it's because maybe it's a foreign film or something, but it doesn't have an official critic's certification but as far as like the users the Rotten Tomatoes Rotten Tomatoites or whatever they want to call themselves it's 62% fresh hmm it's not that fresh well it's fresher than I don't know you don't even know (laughs) I don't even know (laughs) I really don't Alright, but we can hand out our own awards, because I think our awards actually count a little bit more, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. So, who was the diva? Uh, I'll say Izumi, the teenage version of the girl. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Scream Queen. Did anyone scream in this movie? No, Rika they're... did. A couple of times, I think. But it was like, oh! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
What about oh. a, a special award just for this film, The Croak Queen? Uh, Rika's friend at the end when she was in the house, she screamed a bit. Like, as she was being drugged into the shadows. Oh, yeah. With her friend. The Croak Queen? The girl. <laughs> yeah, Croak, yeah. Rika won the Croak Queen. No, not Rika. Kayako. Kayako, yeah. Right. Yeah. But they're the same thing. So. Oh, gosh. The Mickey Rooney Award for Excellence in Child Acting. What's the name for you? I guess the dad for that was up in the closet and stuff. Toshio? He didn't, really, he didn't do much yeah. the whole movie then. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> the creepiest moment. I guess when she lifted, when she was at the well for me, when she lifted up, what you call that shit? The tablecloth at the restaurant, and the bastard was under the table. Okay. I think it's me- under, the, under the covers. Just because, like, if you want to see someone under the covers, it's not that kind of person. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> This little dead child. <laughs> I wonder that was Kayako under the covers. Oh, well, she might be any, hey, you know, don't judge. Hey, she might be. She might got that good tongue action. Oh, God. Okay. We all know she knows how to keep her mouth open. Mercy. That croak. <laughs> oh, God. That croak might feel good. I'm just saying. A lot of vibration. Yeah, it's vibration. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, the best usage of a cheesy special effect. Um, the CGI was horrible. Unless that croak was a special effect. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to say the TV. Oh. Yes. The I, feel mo- like I, could, I feel like I could do that with an app on my phone, though. Probably. But maybe not in 2002. Oh, okay. Um, well, thank you, know. Cynthia. Even though you were demanding a lot about a movie from 2002. Well, that's a nice day. How dare you demand to be scared by a scary movie? I know, right? (laughs) The moment that made you gag. Nothing. For Donovan, it was the wig change. (laughs) (laughs) So hold on, because her hair got longer, does that mean she is Kayako now? You were the one that was saying that she was the, her all the damn time. Now you're you just... were the one that was saying that it wasn't her. <laughs> yeah, she turned. She's the new Kayako. She's Kayako so, two point She's got a Windows uh, two thousand in her now. So is she the same person, or did she did she take over? Like, never... where was Donovan ten minutes ago? Cynthia says <laughs> that the point of the movie is to find a new wife and a child. So she's the new wife and, <laughs> and mother or whatever. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyway. Yeah. What was the... I can't believe I just saw that moment. The entire movie. Yeah. Well, not for me. I just didn't find anything that I feel that way about. Ramon was like, where the hell was Sarah Michelle Gellar? Oh, my God. It really made me want to go see that version. So I get this version out of my head. Oh, wow. Wow. I would say the moment where she gets into the house and she's like assessing the way the old lady is living and she sees the piss on the floor. I'm like, what? But other than that... Well, now it's time to rank the film in our special categories. To refresh your memory, we got Screamer for films that are filled with scares, Gutbuster, films that are grotesque, Eye Popper, films that are visually impressive, 
Gravedigger, films that lack scares, and The Mind Blower for overall best in show. And because I have I have the feeling that he's just itching to say what he has to say, Ramon, you may go first. Oh my god, whatever. Um so it was disappointing in comparison to the grudge. Um I really liked the grudge. Um You're also biased this... for SMG. What? You're also biased for SMG? Oh Lord. I do I do quite enjoy her, yes. Um however, with this movie, it was a lot of parts as far as just the storyline and how they could have brought it together that I feel like a lot of points were missed. It could have been so much better. I feel like it had the potential to be really good, but I, I oh my God, I got to give it a great digger. Well, there's only one way to go from here, and that's up, maybe. Cynthia? You know what? Just because it inspired something better, they probably watched the movie and they're like, okay, these are all the points that they missed and let's do it better. So for that reason, I don't want to, but I'll give it a mind blower. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Yeah, Kayako will not visit you tonight, Cynthia, yeah, unlike someone like, else. Meow. Yeah. 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 Because it's either that or a grave digger, but it did do something. It could be both. Okay, so both. Both of them. Yeah. I give it both. You can mix and match. Donovan? I'm going to give it, obviously, a grave digger because it wasn't scary worth a damn. But I'm going to add on to that, not a screamer. I'm going to give it a fake-ass screamer because it clearly wanted to be one of those movies that, you know, something pops out at you and you just, you're scared or, you know, it just did not do that. None of the scares were scary, not the uh, ghost on top of the lady, not the kid under the table, not the room full of cats. What the hell was that? Why were there 20 cats while she was sleeping? Like, what? none of this was scary. Like, none of it at all. And it so badly wanted to be one of those movies, and it just was not. And that croak wasn't scary either. (laughs) It was just, it was a fake-ass screamer, and it was a gravedigger, and it was a bad movie. Bum, bum, ba-dum. All right. I'm going to give it... I'm going to do a boyede. It is definitely a gravedigger for me, because it was it was not scary. And I was hoping for so much... In regards to scares. Because it's like Japanese horror. And you always hear about Japanese horror. Being scary as fuck. And all this kind of stuff. And maybe because it was 2002. Maybe they hadn't gotten their Japanese horror game. Like on point. Back then. I don't know. But it just. It it wasn't scary. And I do remember. The Grudge. A.K.A. the American version. A.K.A. the one that stars Sarah Michelle Gellar. That was creepy. Like, it had the sense of, like, creepy, 
foreboding, suspense, because you were wondering what the hell is going on. And I do remember the croaking was creepier in The Grudge. So I don't know what was going on in the original, unfortunately. And I will give it a mind blower as well, just because it did spawn several sequels in Japan. And it spawned a franchise here in the U.S., although I hear that, like, the quality, like, kept on going down with each additional grudge. But what can you do? I mean, you know, you can only do this one or two. You can stop making them. Well, there you go. And it will also get a mind blower because in Japan, they did, like, a Freddy vs. Jason thing with... Kayako, and I forget the name of the Japanese version of the Ring Girl. Like, they did a Grudge vs. Ring movie. I wouldn't even know who to root for with that mess. I know, right? (laughs) So, the concept is, like, crazy. But you have, like, the Grudge Ghost and the Ring Ghost fighting each other, I guess. Or, like, trying to kill the people that live in the house. I forget the concept. I know that I read the synopsis at some point. But I think, like, a family moves into a house that has the Grudge Curse. And then, like, one of them sees... Watches the video. Yeah, the the Ring tape. (laughs) And so I guess they're fighting each other to see who's going to kill these people. Um, something <laughs> like that, which sounds crazy, and it's probably much more funny than it is scary, but it still sounds like something I have to watch at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the ring is Sadako in Japanese, well, what maybe. what was the girl in the rings? What's her power? I'm trying to remember that. She kills you after you watch the tape. Seven days later, she pops through the TV and kills you. Well, I mean, Kayoko did not wait. She just killed these bitches. So how are you how are you gonna fight when you already have like a big ass Achilles heel? You can't do anything for a week. I know. You have to <laughs> pop out dead. over seven days. Yeah. The movie yeah. will be over. <laughs> yeah. And for those out there that are listening that are curious, it's called Sadako versus Kayoko. So if you're interested in seeing it. You know, it might as well. Two hours of your life. I know. 98 minutes, to be exact. But So, for all of that, I will give it a mind-blower. And, although it, um, it's like a tepid mind-blower. It, it's really only getting the mind-blower based on the legacy. Now it's time yeah. to rate the film on a 1 to 10 hotel room key scale. The point system is loud. And Donovan, you may go first. Two. No, oh, yeah. no, he was ready with that one. It it wasn't original. It wasn't scary. It wasn't creative. It was confusing as all hell. The acting was bad. Uh, special effects were horrible. Um, Rico's wig was a mess until the last minute of the movie. Um, I can keep going. I could like really like shred this movie, but. I I give it the two because of things that they tried that didn't work, like the non-linear storytelling. If they had done that appropriately, I could see that. Just the idea that this house exists and all these different people have these different intertwining stories about going there and then somebody dies and then that leads into this next story and blah, blah, blah. They didn't execute that well at all, but it 
was an interesting idea in the first 12 minutes I thought was interesting before they really started getting into it. Uh, but then after that, it was just downhill. So two. Okay. And just a, a quick pause to fill the listeners in. No. The storyline for Sadako versus Kayako is apparently some kids end up, kids as in teens, end up seeing the ring video. And so that the curse doesn't happen to them, they decide to pit another vengeful spirit against Sadako. And that's when they learn about Kayako. And it sounds like a hot mess. But that sounds worse than what we came up with. Yes, I know. Ours was good, right? Donovan, <laughs> go make it. You're a filmmaker. No. Okay. <laughs> Ramon, how would you rate the film? Um, I'll say, I'll say four. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Explain yourself. I mean. Well, for, for, first off, all the reason why I gave it Grave Digger, but I don't know. I guess more so because of the potential that it could have had and because there were certain moments that I liked. Not that they were, you know, effective at all, but they were just certain moments that I liked and I saw where it could have gone. So, yeah, that's why I gave it a four versus anything less. Oh, you're judging Donovan? No, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Had it not had moments, had it not had moments that I did kind of like, I probably would have gave it like a one or two. Oh, well, I'm just trying to start drama. It's fun, <laughs> Cynthia. I would give it a five. Oh, yeah, like it did well with like the idea behind it was pretty cool. Execution was a fail. But then I also, like, I watch a bit of Japanese horror films and, like, TV shows. So I recognized a lot of the things that they did. And I was like, oh, okay, that's normal for, like, Japanese films and stuff. So I think I watched it with an already formed appreciation for Japanese film and storytelling. Okay. And uh, I think I'm going to give it... I think I'll go with a six. It's going to get an additional point because of The Grudge, the American version. Like, seeing this and then, well, having seen The Grudge and then seeing this, like, I can see directly where they got certain things. And although I feel like it was executed a little bit better in The Grudge, because this is the original, I'll I'll give it a six. I agree with all of you. I mean, it, it wasn't scary. I thought the mythos was more interesting than I think some of you thought it was, so I... I guess it gets an additional point because of that as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much that. You know, just the mythos of the film being sort of interesting and seeing the connections and and what the grudge was inspired by. So, on that note, please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Horror Hotel, once again, here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. 
like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting Go. Fundme.com slash Panpichulo Radio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you've brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now. <laughs> Thank you, my fellow Horror Hotel team. Please wish our hotel guests and the listeners a good night. Until Bye. next time, take care. Good night. Gayako got him. Thanks for tuning in. You may have checked into the Horror Hotel, but who says you're allowed to check out. Uh, Good night.